okay, Matt, you were talking about how, you know, being a, being a college athlete and spending, you know, four, sometimes five years with, you know, the same guys every day, the, the, the significance of that. Yeah, well, you know, we, we spent so much time together, Griff, as you know. I mean, me and you and Ship and Sterl. And, and uh, like you said, I mean, you know, there's a, there's a finality to, to all of it, you know, when it comes to an end. And, and uh, you know, that year that you left, you know, was pretty significant for me, too, because, you know, I had one more year left, but the guys that I really came in left were leaving. And, uh, you know you and ship and sterl i mean that was it and you know the next year i really enjoyed my senior year but it was different just because you know a lot of the guys that i came up with they were gone and uh yeah you know you think i think in your mind you, you kind of think man you know um we spent four or five years together every day you know eating together practicing together playing together yeah. you think well you know this is what it's going to be like and you know when you graduate graduate school you know i mean and you leave campus i mean your life begins and yep. you know it's it's one of those deals where you know all of our teammates they're spread out throughout the country and we could all get together right now come back and pick up right where we left off because we spent so much time together we know each other so well even though you know we have maybe haven't seen it seen each other in a long time uh you know, I think that's the thing that really kind of looking back, you go, man, I've been out of school since 1992, um, 29 years. And where's that all gone? And, you know, I haven't, I mean, me and you live kind of in close proximity. We, fortunately, we get to see each other every once, every once in a while. I mean, um, you know, I just, me and you both, we, we don't get to get to see guys that have moved out of the area very much. I get to see Randy yeah. some and Kai and Jay every once in a while. But I'll tell you, um, those were special times. Um, wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, glad that, you know, really glad that coach gave me the opportunity. I mean, that's that's really what it came down to. And, and uh, you know, being able to play with guys like yourself and, 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 you know all those friends that we had i mean just it was it was a special time that that uh and and learned so much learned so much about myself learned about learned a lot about life through those times wouldn't trade it for anything you look back and you know you go man those were those were some great years right there and uh you know and, and you know you're you're away from home and and it was just it was just a great time yeah, I mean, you and you, you, we learn so much about about different people and from you know our, our you know the buddies we had from the Springfield area, Todd Thomas and yeah. and Otis McCain and Lynn Ping and the Hunley brothers, you know those guys yeah. and you know some other guys we were with in the dorms that didn't that didn't play basketball that we spent a lot of time no with. Doubt. You really learn a lot yeah. about other people. You learn a lot about yourself because I won't say tolerance is the word. But you do learn how much you have in common with people who, on the surface, you don't look like you have a whole lot in common with. Yeah, yeah and that's yeah. you know, that's a really really big thing that I you know I took from that. That you know it really helped me. And I, I grew up, I won't say diverse, well more diverse than you did, of course, but not not the greatest level of diversity in Carrier Mills. But growing up with people from different 
parts of the state or you know going to school with people from different parts of the state and yeah. who went to different types of schools and that type of thing it was just like an eye-opening experience and it, you know at the time I had no idea I was going to embark on a career in coaching and and education but I, I honestly believe that was a big big factor in allowing me to be able to to understand people and to, you know build relationships with students and my players because you know you None of, no one was the same. Yeah, yeah. No one was the same, and you, you know, you, you, you know, those those different personalities, and you know, there could be ten of us in a room, and there's ten completely different personalities, but we'd all get along and have a good time together. Sure, sure. And that's, that's one of the things you know it's underrated about going to going away to. I won't say necessarily going away away to college, but going to going to a school like SIU at the time, it had over twenty thousand students. Yeah. That that diversity and the backgrounds that you come into contact with make such a huge, you know, they, if you allow it to, they make an, a, a, a huge positive impact on your life as you're growing, growing to being an adult. Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, Griff, <clears throat> I, you know, the first time I knew I was in college is when I walked through the student center. And when I was walking through the student center. And oh, God. Near, the United Nations. Yeah, it's like the United <laughs> Nations. That's exactly right. And, and. You know, you're, you're walking through there and you're hearing conversations in different languages. You're seeing people of different color. Um, you're seeing different, you know, uh, people of diff- with different interests than you, totally different interests than you. And, and you know, uh, man, that's that's what it was all about. I mean, I, I look, you know, I, I was so glad that we, we got to spend uh, time in the dorms. I mean, you know, some of the best memories were with the guys that like you were talking about that didn't play basketball guys we met in college you know a guy named steve catone marco i was about to say that marco great guy guy. i mean right yeah one of the nicest guys another one of the nicest guys i've ever met i mean you know him as as marco but he he was driving through and he he had something on campus and and uh um, I guess it was about a couple months ago. He, he called Trudy and I, and we had breakfast with him and, and got to see him. And it was, you know, those, you just can't, I mean, those, those people are going to be friends for life, you know, and that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's oh, what, yeah. that's what uh, you know, that's what that place did. I mean, you know, it, it was just such a great place to go to school. I, and it was 35 minutes from my house, Griff, but yeah, it was, and, you know, and the cool thing about the cool thing about those guys, and I know I don't know if it's because we weren't high status people, but they didn't treat us any differently because we we're on the basketball oh, team. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. they just, just you know they didn't treat us like we were anybody special. We were just other, you know, just guys to yeah. them. Yeah, and I think and I that, really think that was you know, good for us too. I mean, I think we yeah. needed to be in that mix too. I mean, you know, we 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 identified with with the average college kid yeah. as much as we did an athlete we were certainly not secluded to our yeah we weren't isolated we, yeah no we weren't because we you know but they would you know we'd all you know it wouldn't just be me you and ship and sterling going to eat lunch to eat lunch or eat dinner together those guys you know there'd be a bunch of us at a table right right, right. no doubt great times griff um so you leave siu mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of a year ahead of you on this, but you you were planning for it. I I really didn't. Mm-hmm. So, talk a little bit about your transition from you know you're playing in nineteen your final years of players nineteen ninety two, 
1993, you're a coach. And was it Harrison High Harrison School? Harrison High School, yeah. Very so, yeah, so Griff, um, you know, there was, a, there was a guy that, uh, man, I remember watching him play when I was a kid. You know, he was on the 77, 78 team. The guy's name was Ron Brookins. And, uh, you know, he, he gave me a call. And, and again, you know, I think this happens a lot. You know, my association with, with Coach led to a contact you know it led to to a job contact and he called me and said hey we've got a health position open that was my major in college was health and I minored in history and uh, we've got a health teaching job open I'd love for you to come down and uh, you know and Trudy and I uh, my wife I mean we dated all the way through high school very close we went to the same college together and you know we we got married i was i was married playing my last year of college basketball yeah that is right Which, yep. you guys got married there so, yeah, yeah we lived at brookside manor and we were just as happy as can be and and uh trudy had a great job at tip of illinois in carterville and and uh i i was uh the 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 room and board to the scholarship check paid for our bills at that time you know just the the rent and everything and we stayed there in yeah. college and, and then this opportunity came up uh ron I, I went down to atlanta and i interviewed for this job and it was awesome i mean um the high school was new um it was the first year that they had varsity sports and uh ron was an out ron brookens was and he's an outstanding friend um, he, I got that job because he recommended me and it's not because I went down there and just wooed everybody in an interview. I mean, he, I was young and, and I needed a job and he knew I played for coach and, and he went to bat for me, um, got me that job. And I was the JV basketball coach at Harrison, learned a lot from him. He was an outstanding coach, good player. I mean, and the, probably one of the toughest things I ever did in my career was come home after one year because I so badly wanted to stay there really and help him um, because we became really good friends. But um, I, I left, went to Meridian High School and as my second year, my first year there would have been 1993, 94. And uh, yep. Trudy, Trudy and I uh, moved to Anna because Anna was halfway between our jobs. I mean, she was going to Carterville and I was going to Mounds. So we were about 30 minutes each direction and we didn't have kids at the time. And uh, one of the best decisions that I ever made was to get to ask you to be my assistant coach because uh, I knew that I could trust you. Um, I knew that you were gonna do a good job. I felt like it was important for the kids to see me and you uh have the relationship that we had that we could work together that we had each other's backs and uh i it was it was it was great you know i look at those years as kind of like you know we kind of co-coached that team i mean that's the way i looked at it because it was very important uh you know you coming down there uh your loyalty uh your willingness to just do 
you know, to do your part to make it successful was huge. Uh, and then we get Miyagi, you know, who who comes in yep. in year number two, I think, from Dongola. And, yeah. you know, he just, he was, he was the capper on it and he made it fun. And, and uh, we had some great yeah, his, kids. His, his experience. Great kids. I, mean, I mean, look at it. I mean, we had some great yeah. kids. We, we, were, we were trying to break a long drought there of not being able to win a regional. And, and I just always felt like when we were at Meridian, okay, we got to get by Caro. That's what we've got to do. I mean, yep. we had to come up with something that we could get by them in the regional. And Century, too. Century was strong. Daryl Murphy was a Century. Yeah. Daryl can coach, and he did a great job at Century. And um, he tapped us, what, three times, four times. Four. He tapped us four times yeah. that second year. That's bad. I mean, and I was frustrated. And, and yeah, I mean, they had players, but, but you know, we were kind of a year away. Those kids were juniors. Uh, he had a lot of seniors. And then the next year, we got them all three times. So it, it was just, man, it was a great run. Um, we had the, the, thing that, the thing that I loved about Meridian more than anything, Griff, was the relationships that you and I were able to build with those kids that, that still, go, still yes. last today those kids maybe there's a death in their family maybe there's something that comes up but you know every once in a while you get a facebook message from them or, or whatever that just makes my day i mean those those kids were special yeah. i hold a special place for those kids that were able to see it through and work the way we wanted them to work and man they um they broke a long streak there i think it was 77 or 78 something like that when uh, the last time meridian had won it. i think strickland was there they won a region no 80 maybe it was 80, 80 was their last okay region. so it was 80 so it, was 80. it had been what 14 years and we had one one 16 yeah yeah 15 that's right 15 by 95 96 so yeah i mean it was a. it was a. You know, Carol was the, they were the, they were the stuff. And, and, uh, we ran those open gyms in the summer. I'll never forget that Tyrone Nesby coming in there and he, he'd pull up with his car and he'd get out. And, you know, there were some players in the gym and a lot of players that, oh, yeah, you know, as well as I do, Griff, a lot of players that we didn't see in games, they were just in there playing and they could yeah. play. They could do that. That, that was a big thing with that group. And it, it kind of helped me when I was down there those kids played against you know the ones who played they played against basketball yeah. players all the time like you know and then you know you know and i you know i talked to those guys pretty regularly emmanuel and Tremel, yeah. and they were like how many high school kids got to play against division one yeah. players every day in practice right you know said so, you know and we were you know just we were basically fresh out of college so we were still you know both of us still played all the time so we were in pretty good shape and worst comes to worst we'll lace them up and we'll get on the court yeah. we'll show you but you you asked me to be your assistant really solidified me wanting to be a head coach or not a head coach but to stick with basketball in my first year as a head coach i didn't know what i was doing i was you know, we weren't very good i didn't do a very good job the next year i helped out with the junior high at carrier mills and i knew those kids you know because i watched them grow up and i enjoyed that but going down there was really where it was cemented that it was about more than just yeah. coaching. Yeah. 
you know, it wasn't just about X's and O's. It was about more than right. coaching. And that was that was where that whole the, the foundation of my coaching philosophy was planted those three years that we were down there together. That it's just, you know, it can't just be about basketball. It can't be just about wins and losses on the court. You gotta, you know, it's gotta be more about if you're doing the right thing off the court, that's gonna translate yeah. to on the court. Yeah. And that and and you, I mean, you 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 planted that. And when I got hired back down there, I wanted to bring that yeah. back. You know, the family atmosphere that you know we had. That you know, the kids would just come in the coach's office and just talk mm-hmm. to us, mm-hmm. or just you know how you know we be in practice or at before practice or late practice. There's two or three of them in there, and we're just you were just shooting the right. bull with them. But they still had that respect for us when it came time to, you know, to to offer constructive criticism or to chew a butt yeah. when, when it needed to be done and I, I want to bring that back sure, down there sure. you know that 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 atmosphere and then it, it, it helped that you know I had sons of the guys yeah. that we had coached right that you know remember this is how it was before so you know we're just it's just we're just bringing it back it's just a different different yeah, era and, of it you know that you know, you know that Griff we uh you know I it's it's funny you know you, you play on teams you coach teams I've coached teams where, you know, you know, kids didn't like each other, <laughs> you know, it's tough. It's tough. Season. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you coach and, and then sometimes you get groups that, man, their dynamics just jive and, and they have each other's back and they enjoy their time together. And, you know, uh, I think that sophomore group, when we got there and I, I don't get me wrong, you know, I think about Greg Gary, Adam Whiteside, some of those guys too that were, <laughs> I mean, they played big in that um, in that second year. But uh, those guys, they, we, we kind of loved each other. We spent enough time together where they had our backs, we had their backs, and you know, we weren't. Yeah, we weren't. You know, I, I, I guess my only regret. Uh, probably was, you know, and there was, a, it was hard to get around this, but I really felt like we got a pretty good draw in the sectional. We got Heron and, you know, Heron was a bigger school and they had football and they were probably in the weight room a little more than us. But we tried to get some yeah. weights going, but you know, I mean, you know, it wasn't, um, we didn't have football. We did have football, but it wasn't like uh say a river to river football type atmosphere and oh. and I, I just felt like we got banged around a little bit the game was called a little different we did. you know and it, it wasn't anything i don't think we lost on officiating i think the physicality of the game uh it took us a while to it adjust took us to a while it. we got beat in the sectional and and then i think it, that was the year we beat pope county Andy had a great Andy had a great yeah, well, season. He did a great job with those guys and got to the super sectional. We would have played Pope, I thought, in the yep. sectional finals. Yep, we would have. Because they, they beat yeah, the they Plainsboro. Beat the and we had a shot. You know, we had a shot. Uh, but I'll tell you, that whole connection, that that those relationships were formed when you and I uh, and Bob took those kids to Paducah in the summer and we played in those leagues and got in that school van together and went places and just, we went to SIU camp together. Um, we, 
you know, we spent a lot of time together. And and that's you those guys still talk about yeah. that, those camps and the yeah. summer leagues and that they still, I still talk about think, that. You know, there was a five seconds call. I mean, you know, I can see it right now when we played Century. We had no business winning that game. I still don't know how we did it. But but late in the game we were behind and I, I thought it was six and they had the ball. And really we had a timeout and I can remember I thought this was the most critical part of the game, but but I can remember looking at those kids and you're thinking to yourself, man, these kids got to get rewarded, man, for, for, for the time they've put in yep. and for just buying. buying in, yeah, man, this, this, yeah. this is going to be devastating if we get beat right here, you know, and we had to get a five second call. And I mean, you know, a lot of, a lot of times you look at kids, you, Hey, we got to have the ball. You got to get a five second call. And then, you know, you just don't get it. Some kid lets up and in that situation, those kids bought in, they got a five second call. We got the ball back and scored and that gave us momentum. And, you know, um, I tell you, I think it was that play right there. And I don't think if we would have put the time in with those kids and they, we didn't have that connection and that relationship with those kids, we could sit there and say we need a five-second call, but we wouldn't have gotten it. We wouldn't yep. have got. We wouldn't have got that effort. Those kids fought to keep the season going because it mattered to them, and they cared about it. And yep. in that moment, I go back to that moment. That's what all those, you know, that's what, that's what those rides to Paducah, those those camps, all that came down to that possession, in my opinion. Now, from that point on crazy stuff happened and we we had big d caught the ball and took us took us the rest of the way Darius Hyde, but but yep and, and oh. trebell and jermont and vic decided their guards weren't gonna yeah. bring the ball up the floor i mean but those guys were so strong will jason had a oh. great game against carol yes. in the semifinal i mean I, i've still never coached anybody or seen anybody who could get open off that flex cut and yeah, score the way yeah. he could? I mean, just tough. Those were just that. That that's those guys tough. were just hey, tough. Hey, Jason Spalding was a warrior, man. I mean, we we got right down to the end of that game. I mean, there was no hesitation, Griff. I mean, we called we we drew something up, but it 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 was a broken play, and Jason. Jason, I thought somebody kind of went for a steal and Jason kind of dribbled into a shot and hit it. And, I mean, he, yep. hey, <laughs> Jason, you know, and, and let me tell you, Jermont would have taken that shot, Vic, anybody. They're they were gamers. Guys, but Jason, They were gamers. You know, I remember, I will never forget Vic, his sophomore year, begging you for a chance. Coach Win, Coach Win, just, just one chance. That's all I ask. Just one, and if, if it don't work, I'll never ask you again. And you throw him in up at um, was it Waltonville well, or Woodlawn? Woodlawn? Yeah, yeah. At the tournament, he hits four threes in first half, and I said, "Vic, I enjoy coaching you." <laughs> You're done. Hey, I'll tell you. I'll tell you though, Vic. I, t- I tell you, Griff. That's another one right there. I mean, Vic just had the Vic had a personality that was happy go lucky. Um, you know, and Vic worked, Vic worked. And, and I'll tell you, yes. he, he was a good leader for us. Um, and, and 
and not not agree I mean not avert not verbally as much as through his actions yeah through his actions and the way he showed respect and worked and did what he was supposed to I think it really rubbed off on a lot of the kids and and you know we just had great kids I mean Tommy was a great kid I mean Tommy's Tommy Sawyer was you know he got a late start I mean Griff you know he he really got a late start but man what a great senior year he had um, so Gosh, I, yeah. I, I talk about those kids Emmanuel Tip Tremel I mean golly hard-nosed kids and and just Jermont you know they were they were special I mean uh, that's that's a group that that's a group that I hold uh, way up there when, it, when you're talking about good teams so and just and just having it yeah. and those guys I mean they, no. they didn't fear anybody they were some of the cockiest guys yeah. I've ever been around they did not fear any. We could have played us. We could have played the Bulls that year. That was the year they they won yeah. seventy two games. We could have played them and Vic and Jermont. We're like, we'll take a we'll we'll take Scotty and and Mike. Well, they you need, done with us. as you know, I mean, you need guys <laughs> like that. I mean, they were never afraid of the moment. Um, those guys were always, uh, like you said. I mean, they had they played with great confidence. That's why we were able to win some games that maybe we weren't shouldn't have won that year. Uh, you know, to me, what a thing that made those guys so special, and that was '96. So it's been, geez, 25. Man, Matt, this is the 25th year of those guys winning the regional. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, in the 25 years since, something those guys did that I'm not aware of many other teams doing, and if they did it, I've not known about it. Remember, those guys would meet before practice. In the little meeting yeah. room we had off the locker room, they'd come in. Mm-hmm. It was usually Tremel, right. Coach Wynn, We we need to have a team meet, <laughs> just players only. Right, practice. right, right. You need to talk about what well, you guys need to talk about. We just need to talk about some stuff. Hear them in there cussing each other out. Then they come out and they got smiles on their faces, and we have a great practice, and we run off three or four straight wins. Lose a game, we need to have a meeting. <laughs> I mean, they they, they took did. ownership of a they, lot of stuff. And it made it easier. I know it made it easier for you as a head coach that you have, you know, your leaders or you have guys who care yeah. enough about winning and the program that they were willing. I mean, they, they didn't hesitate yeah. to call anybody out. Freshmen, JV, any, they didn't hesitate to call anybody out who wasn't playing up to the standard they thought they should have played been playing at. And they held themselves to that what same standard. And you, I mean, I've, I've seen it. Kids don't want to do that now. They're scared right. of hurting each other's feet. Yeah, it's a, it was a really tight-knit group. I, you know, Griff, think about this. I was just thinking about, you know, we had a lot of 5.30 practices because we wanted to, to have the gym to ourselves, you know. And I didn't have kids at the time, and you were you were commuting back and forth. And, I mean, <clears throat> 5.30, I mean, that was – we're getting home. At, we're getting home at 8.30, 9 o'clock at night. <clears throat> and uh, – I can yep. remember after school, you know, the girls would practice and our freshmen would practice and we'd practice. And we had one gym, so, um, you know, it was hard to get everybody in there. And, and uh, those kids would come down there and we'd spend time with them. We'd wait. We'd wait until practice, talk to them, talk to, talk to them about their day, whatever. But they, they weren't <clears throat> trying to go home and get away from us. They were, they were in there messing with us or we were messing with them and then practice started yeah. we spent a lot of time 
every day with those kids. Um, and man, I'll tell you what, it was, it was different when basketball season was over that year. You know, I, I it was, yeah, it was like a part is like it was something just yeah. what was missing. And I never, it, I didn't, I didn't really have that until I went back down there with those kids again, because that, you know, those years reminded me of what it was like my last couple of years in high school, especially my senior year with our coach, Coach Richie, because right. we were close with him. And, you know, we spent, we right. spent a lot of time with him. And that just, that's how I, I, I believe that's how basketball right. Right. should be. I believe that, you know, you I, I don't believe that a coach can just talk to their players from November right. To, right. to February. I believe that door has to be open. Their ear has to be open all the time. The eyes have to be open so you can tell if something is going on with the kids outside of school because it, it, it's now more than ever, it's got to sure. be about more no than doubt, just coaching. Man. You know, it, it has to be about more than that. And you you recognize that early. And uh, Tremel and those guys that talk about, you know, you right, coming and right. picking them up. Or, you know, you've not got your work done. You, you're you're behind in a class. Hey, I'm picking yeah. you up. And you're getting your work done. You know that type of stuff. Just just the foresight, and you know, gosh, yeah. we're in our mid twenties. Well, you know, Griff, I didn't know it. So time. you know, it you probably you, wasn't you know, a particular plan. But I mean, you know, all that stuff you're talking about. I think both of us. You know, we we got a little dose of that with Coach in college. You know, I mean, he he was always checking on yeah. us always we you know i felt like when i was away at home i was accountable to him um you know i i didn't do it anybody by design but i can remember you know having relationships with their grandmothers and their moms they knew who i was they probably got mad at me at times because yeah. you know this happened or that happened but <laughs> they knew i think they knew that both of us wanted them to be better people and they they allowed us yes pretty full access to to do what we wanted to with yeah, them. They, yeah. And I appreciated that. You know, I mean, you know, those parents and grandparents, they I think they knew that our intentions were good. And um, you know, that was that was big too, to to know their parents, to know a grandma, to know an aunt, to know an uncle, um, to have them in class. I mean those so yeah i mean nothing but good things to say about that place i mean i'll tell you what i was sad when i left because it was just i don't know out of all the coaching experiences i've had that was probably one of the 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 times in my life where i felt like i was doing something good i was it, i had a great it, yes. it was a good purpose yes. you know to and you felt like you were making yes, a difference exactly. with the kid, and yep, I, that, exactly. So that is so dead on correct. That that those were very special years in that way. Um, not that you weren't anywhere else, but um, those were, you know, those were special years. Well, you know, I think a big difference too. You know, Jason was uh-huh. a, a good baseball player, but you dealt with guys who sure. were just—they were sure. basketball players. They were just like they were just like yeah. us. They were basketball players. They 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 lived and breathed basketball. Where you know at Benton you had sure. guys who played sure. other sports. Oh no doubt about it. You yeah. know nobody was bragging. Nobody was bragging about playing baseball at Meridian. No no. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Those you know they were basketball guys. There, there's no doubt about it. I mean the whole thing was you know can we get Carol this year? And I mean that that 
that's what those kids wanted to do. They wanted to play. And of course we were young and loved it. And we're, we're right there in it with them. And it just made it really fun. Yeah, it is awesome. You know, so after, you know, you leave Ben and then that, or leave Meridian and that was, I mean, you leaving, you know, I, I kind of wanted to stay, but with you not being there, I didn't want to be the head coach. I, you know, I, I recognize I, at that time, I had no desire to be a head coach ever. And, you know, with you being gone, you know, if I knew that Bob was going to be the head coach, right. I would have considered staying. But with you being gone, it would just, you know, it would have been different. I mean, love Bob. We were great friends. But like, we, I mean, I guess, you know, you really, you look back and remember when you first started coaching at Benton and I, you know, watched you guys a lot and you didn't run anything that we did at Meridian. All your schemes were different. And it's just funny how, you know, yeah. we evolved as coaches. We did so much at down there from SIU right. because that was all we knew, really. Right. But we knew that it worked, you know, from two down to three up to Worthy, right. uh, guard right. high, you know, our, our presses, 101, yeah. 91, you know, 150. Everything we did was like most of us from there. Even the way sure. our defense was Sam's defense. That, you know, I knew it'd be kind of different because I was right. so familiar right. with what you did. Because we, you know, we did it. But, you know, something else you did that really influenced me as a head coach, you let me do what I wanted right. to with the right. JV team. I'm, you know, I remember I was having a conversation, Matt, I want to run different out-of-bounds plays and this, because if we play Anna, Matt, Mike Cruz is sitting up there in the bleachers, right, right. and he hears us call out two underneath out-of-bounds. Well, this is what two is when they call it out. And you let me, you yeah. gave me the freedom to do that. And uh, I, let, I, I allowed Jared the same freedom. Hey, you coach your guys. You know, when we break down and we do stuff, you you coach your guys. You do what you want to do with them. I, I, I'm going to let you be the JV. You're the JV coach. You're the JV head coach. I'm going to let you coach those guys. I'm not going to sit over your shoulder and tell you what you need to do and this and that. And you allowed me that freedom and that really influenced what I did, you know, what what we did together. And the, and then the, and the trust thing that I knew, hey, this is a guy that's going to have my back, that I can trust. If I can't be to practice or can't be at a game, I don't have to call him yeah. and say, hey, you need to do this. I want, you know, that, that, was, that was real huge. Everything that we did, I tried to recreate that when I yeah. went back because it worked. You know, it, it worked so well. well why why yeah. why change it? Why change anything? And then I and I'll say this too, as a head coach, you know, I spent three years with you. I've spent I guess maybe twenty with Randy Smith Peters. I've learned so much about and I I, I can't I'll, I'll I'll just say I'll never be on your level, you guys' no. level of preparation and dedication, but just the amount of effort and work that you guys put into every minor detail well it's just mind-blowing and it's you know and, it's, and it, you guys are real similar in that that there's no stone unturned you know i can remember you know our scouting reports were like we the way we scouted was what we did at siu we go over players here's what they do here's their tendencies yeah, yeah. this is what we need to do to yeah. you know that 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 type of stuff you know i i, I just very blessed and fortunate to have spent the time under you and him because it, it did make me a better head coach because I had an idea of, you know, these are right. things you have to do to be successful. And there's there's no secrets in the game. If you want to be successful, you do what other successful people have done. So I just, I combined, you know, things we did together that, you know, I got from you and I combined, you know, stuff we did at Harrisburg. Yeah. 
and, and it worked. Yeah. But um, so so you you, you spent yeah. some years as the junior high coach at Bent, and then the opportunity to be the head coach. How how much was there any hesitation when that you that know, that vacancy came about for you to apply well, and eventually you know, take Rick, that position? Here's the thing. Uh, I have to say this. Uh, I, I was those six years at Benton Junior High for for me were really. I mean, it, it was different than Meridian. Uh, in of course, um, different level of basketball, all that. But uh, you know, I was around. I mean, for me personally, I was around some of the best people. I mean, when I worked at Benton Junior High. Um, a guy by the name of Ron Knox hired me. He was my science teacher in eighth grade, and uh, he was a no-nonsense, fair, good teacher, good administrator, and he hired me because he's, <laughs> and Griff, I want to tell you, you know, I was learning how to teach, you know, I'm still learning how to teach. I, I try, I learn every day how to teach. I mean, I don't think it's, I think teaching is yeah. something that, that, it's ongoing all the time. You're ongoing. learning all the time the better ways to do things. And I've, you know, I'll never forget, you know, I was hired to teach world history and, you know, health or something. Well, I didn't have a whole, I mean, you know, I had a minor in history, but I mean, you know, I was majoring in basketball. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was, that's what I was doing. I mean, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, Ron, Ron knew that. And Ron, Ron hired me and he, I think he felt like that he could trust me to do the best that I could do at that time. And, and he, he really was a big support. Uh, I worked with guys like Jim Morrison and Tom Whittington and Weldon McCormick. And I worked with these guys that I had in class. Tom Whittington was my seventh grade basketball coach, outstanding coach. I mean, he, he was, he was about conditioning. He was there teaching when I got the job and, to be around those guys, those veteran teachers that had kind of been through it, I mean, that was a really big thing for me. Dave Perkins was there. Um, these are guys now that are retired, but but I had them in school. And, man, those six years, I, mean, I loved it down there. I had every sport. I had baseball, basketball, and track. And uh, then the basketball job came open. And, you know, I, I wanted it, of course, and, uh, you know, I, I went after it, and, you know, I was fortunate enough to get it, um, and, and you know, I, I'll say this, Here, here's the way I kind of view, you know, I was there for seven years at Benton, um, here's the way I kind of view it, uh, it was my time to have it, I think when I, when I got it, you know, um, there's, there's a time for everything, and, and, you know, that first year was really, really special. And we had some good years after that, but it was also my time to go. You know, um, you don't, you don't. Yeah. So, yeah. so you don't, I know, I know exactly that, what you mean. You know, um, I, I, I felt like, you know, it was, it was through and, uh, you know, uh, I'm so happy. Here's here's what I'm really happy about is that, like right now, our program's in really good hands. Um, Ron Ron Weimiller's done a he's done a great job um, after me. Um, yeah, you know, sure Wade's has. helped him. Wade Thomas and uh, 
Jason Hobbs has been a he's been a, a, a staple there at the JV level and um, but you know I had guys I'll tell you what man Rod Shirts I mean come on he was a, he was he was an outstanding JV coach um, and he was re- really. Well, I mean, you think about it, you you had a JV coach yeah, who won I mean, third yeah. in state. And, and Rod was Rod was a good JV coach. <laughs> he was, you know, um, he was he was just a good friend. He's still one of my best friends. Um, great guy. And great guy. Yeah, great, great person. I have a lot of respect for Coach. And was I'm tell you what, a guy that loves track, a guy that loves cross country. Um, I mean, it was an honor to coach with him. And then. No, I, I Curtis Smith. I mean, Curtis Smith was my freshman coach, and he's Curtis Smith was a man. He was a great, he was a great coach. I mean, uh, you talk about a competitor, a quiet guy, competitor, very patient with the kids. And I'll tell you what, that freshman position is is uh, you know a position where you want your coach to be able to work independent of you and trust him. And Curtis was, he was, he was great, man. I mean, yeah, I had, I had Chris Roberts for a while on staff, Andy Sloan. I mean, I just had some, yeah, man, I remember, yeah. had some great. Yeah, you had great. I, I loved your coaching staff. You guys, like when I was with Harrisburg and we played you guys, this, you guys were yeah, fun and, to talk know, to. Just know, a bunch of great here's guys. Here's the thing. Later on, you know, uh, Billy Smith joins us and, you know, Man, Billy was one of those guys, you know, he didn't say a whole lot, but when he said something, everybody listened. You know, Billy Billy'd been there, he'd been through the battles. I mean, um, and then Randy came Randy House, uh, just I think out of friendship as much yeah. as anything, um, would come to practice and help and he was there, sat the bench with us. Those were fun times. Um, you know, you you had, you had about 12 we assistant coaches. We had, we did. Um, but <laughs> yes, yes. Like an but NBA you know staff. Um, that, those years were really special. I'm so glad I had that experience. I mean, it was unbelievable to be able to do that. Um, it was, uh, you know, you look back and, you know, I made mistakes, Griff. I mean, I'll be the first to tell you. Um, you know, I, I wish it. Uh, and and I, I I got to a point I think Griff where I wasn't having as much fun as I was even at Merid, you know Meridian and I I, I don't know I wouldn't say a yep. fire left me but it was you know it was different and I look at my the the what's happened after basketball right now um, there's so many things in my life that. I had the opportunity to do because I wasn't coaching. Like, um, you know, I, I had the opportunity to yeah. see both my kids play every game growing up. And it was huge, you know. And that's big. You know, I coached. And, 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 and you didn't have, you, you could watch G from yeah, and, an objective perspective where yes. you're just watching him as a father. And not, you know, I, I coached Lexi for three years, and that was. I'm, I, I'm, I'm right. thankful she still talks to him because it, it, it's a real difficult situation. I've been through 
Well, you you coached against yeah. Uh, you coached against Kobe yeah. and Matt and Ryan Smith Peters. Um, you coached against. Did you coach again? Yeah, no, Andrew Hosman would have graduated. Yeah, he, he graduated mm-hmm. from Massac. But I, I think of Randy, Randy and Joe, those boys. You know, with their son, mm-hmm. and I've been through Randy with all of his boys. And, you know, he I've heard him say it before, and I know you'd have been the same way with G. If you tell one kid to block out, it might be the 10th, 15th, 20th time you've heard it. If you tell your kid to block out, it's yeah. been the 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 yeah. times he's heard you say block out. And that's a tough situation to be in. So, you know, I, you know, I'd see you at the, you know, BIT, and we talk every year when G was there. Yeah. You got to watch it from yeah. an objective perspective that, you yeah. know, you're sitting there in the bleachers as his father, and you can be more supportive of him in that role than, it's and you were still critical yeah. of him, of course, because that's your son, and you coached, and you played at a high level, but it's a different level yeah. than yeah. if you were on the bench yeah. as his coach. And, that, and that's one of the things, you know, you, you didn't miss out on any time with him. You still got to spend the same amount of time with him. So that, you know, and I could just tell by looking at well, you, yeah. you were so I less mean, stressed I, I out. Was, but, you know, <laughs> I'll tell you what. You know, a lot of people, you want to use that, throw that at me about the pressure and this and that. I mean, I knew what I was getting into. I mean, you know, I put a lot of pressure on myself um, because it wasn't, it wasn't oh, yeah, coming I know you from people necessarily. It was coming from me because this is how I grew up. This is what I watched. And I wanted it to, to be a certain way, yeah. a certain standard. Um, and sometimes, you know, when you feel like you're not getting those results, man, I beat myself up a lot about it. Um, but I, I want to tell you, oh, yeah, yeah I want to tell, I tell you, nights. Um, you know, those were great times. And I, I saw, I saw the best of what it could be. I mean, I saw the middle part and I saw, you know, the not so good part. And, you know, um, I was thankful that I had that opportunity. I want to tell you, um, being able to watch my son play, I mean, you know, I'm, I was pretty hard on him growing up, uh, especially when it, you know, when it came to stuff like this. Um, you know, I coached him in fourth grade, fifth grade, and sixth grade. He was blessed to have a class in front of him, uh, a class behind him in his class that they all love the game and um i'll tell you what some of my best memories griff were getting in emmanuel baptist church and uh getting his buddies together and we would play and then we would coach him as they played and you know austin wills was a part of that and Derek, and you know yeah. i'm not i'm not in any way taking credit for that i'm just saying it allowed me to go down and coach him when he was fourth fifth and sixth grade and that was really you know something i really couldn't do when i was the head basketball coach um somebody else would i really enjoyed those years with with him and his buddies and i want to tell you griff uh, i was so proud of uh him and i don't say this a lot because I don't feel like it's always good to, you know, just go around and toot the horn of your own. But I want to, you know, I'll say this about my son. You know, I saw a lot of guys play and there's there's ways that I wanted 
You know, I love to watch guys play that scrapped and fought and battled and were tenacious. And and I was so proud of him from that from that standpoint. You know, he he became a kid uh, on the floor that you wanted in your foxhole. And he Oh yeah, he played one hundred percent. He went full you know? speed. I like I hated coaching against him, but I love coaching against him at the same time. It's like, you know, cause I, I've coached against sons of other right. friends, right. but like none as close as me and you were. <laughs> so it was kind of like I wanted him to do well right. because, I'm like, you know, that's, that's my nephew. That's that's G. But then at, on the other side, I didn't want him right. to do well because, man, I want to beat you guys. But it was just it was great from, you know, yeah. from yeah. when we'd all get together and the kids were little to see him at that point where he was, you know, he was sure. doing the things he did. It just made me proud that, you know, and after every game hugged him, love you, G good luck. And he, oh, you know, and, and those guys, he played with a I'm great sure. group of guys, you know, they, we never beat them, but there was never yeah. anything cheap respect, you know, and they, they thumped us a couple of times pretty yeah. good. And they never, I, I don't feel they ever showed us up, especially that, uh, was it the 20, right. the 2017 group with Austin and Oxford and, just I had the highest amount of respect yeah. for those guys for the way they carried themselves on the court and how they played and G was a big part of that those guys there was nothing extra about them you know a team that good it could be all about them and it wasn't but it was just it was you know and I, he, we'd, we'd give each other looks before you know games and stuff but it was just I, you know I said I, I hated coaching against him but I loved it at the same time because it was just you know, I remember when this he was a little bitty guy when he wasn't as big as a basketball and now yeah. he's out here just balling, yeah. you know, killing us. Like, well, man, <laughs> gee, slow you, down, I'll slow down a little bit, man. <laughs> he was blessed to be in, you know, I can start naming names, so I'm going to leave somebody out. But they they know who they are. I mean, those kids, holy cow. I mean, they battle you, and they were good kids, too. He was a scrap. Wade, son, was scrap, was a, gosh, he was a scrappy Wade, kid. But he was like, those kids would they they get after yeah Parker you know Derek and Timmy yep. Henson and and uh, Austin Wills in the class ahead of them you have Mason Wills behind them I mean those kids Mason Morris off the bench I mean those yeah. guys wow I mean that was a that was a really good group um, I tell you I tell you Griff that first year we went to the super sectional um, real special group right there um, in fact you know. That was probably that and that third year at Meridian, two of, the, two of the most enjoyable years I ever had coaching. And obviously we won a lot, but, um, you know, Fralini was, in my opinion, he's probably the most underrated player that's ever come through there. I mean, I'm 1,224 points, but I'm going to wow. tell you – a super senior year, super senior year. Um, I mean, I, I just I couldn't yeah. say enough about him. And then you know you had Raby and Fraley and Brad Allen and Kyle Myers and Cody Hiller and Adam Negreski and Neil Atkins, Josh Chady, man, Jeremy Payne. That was just that group right there. Woo! I mean, and good dynamics they they enjoyed man we have more stories but fun to watch um fun to and watch. Then, you know i had some good there were some good teams after that uh, coach and i um coach shirts and i you know i i felt like we 
And, and then, you know, we were there were some years we struggled. Um, but I'll tell you, uh, great opportunity, Griff. It was, it was an op- awesome opportunity to, to be able to coach there. Now I got to ask you this, was that, was that part of your long, long-term plan when you became a coach to one day be the head coach at Benton? Or did you think it was something, I mean, was it something you thought about? Was it something you thought would one day be possible was or was it just I like, mean, you know, I, if it, it, it happened, it happened. I, didn't think, I mean, I'll never forget, you know, I thought, man, this is, this is what I've always wanted to do was to coach the Benton Rangers. And, and, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was good. Like I say, Griff, it, it was a lot, but you know, Griff, I'll tell you what, I know this is going to sound really crazy to especially a lot of basketball guys that listen to this, but there's a lot of things right now that I do that I never imagined that I would be doing. Um, you know, I read, I mean, I, I don't know if I read a book, but you know, <laughs> Hold yeah. on. It just sounded funny. You, you know, I gotta give you a hard time, Matt. It just sounded funny. You said I read. No, like I know. you just no. you just learned. I'm I'm glad. I'm happy you for you, man. It wasn't like accelerated reading program when I was a kid. You know, I mean, it's not like I was just knocking down books reading. You know, and now you know I'm I I, read I mean, I love reading history. Um, I I get out in the yard. I'm planting plants. I mean, I used to laugh. <laughs> my dad because I thought wow what a life you know like going out and taking care of his plants and then here I am doing it um you know I and and the big thing to me uh Griff is you know I've been able to to really um I don't know how to say this right but I've been able to spend more time in the church and grow grow in my personal grow in faith so much more than than when I think basketball completely yeah. consumed every thought that I had, you know. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's so easy to get um, tunnel vision, you know, yes. when you're a coach. Yeah. And you were, you, I mean, you were competitive. And that's yeah. another thing where I think, you know, you and Randy are so much in common that you're competitive. And you're so competitive that every game, you know, you got to be prepared and you want to win. And this, and, you know, and I'm, I'm no, and I'm competitive, but nowhere near on the level of you two guys. Yeah. I had it. I was, I had horrible tunnel vision during basketball season because that whole goal was the, the end result. And you, everything, everything led yeah. to that playing the last day of the season, you know, so you, you know, so many things kind of go by the wayside and, you know, you, yeah. they're, they're, they're second fiddle to, competing that you know when you step away from it then you you know you do yeah. other things other opportunities i guess open up because you have that time and you yeah, you right. can take a step back you get to breathe you know i mean I, I i don't know if you remember the conversation i asked you like how, how did you just step away from it because i knew how i know and you still love the game and how much you love the game like how did you just step away cold turkey you know, and just be content with it. Yeah. And you said every day you were away was a day you didn't miss it. And I'm well, like, well, if Matt can do it, I you can know, do I'll, it. I'll tell you this. Too, <laughs> Obviously, Chris. it didn't work out I mean, so well for me. But I was humbled. I mean, the the game can humble you. You know, I mean, the 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 first uh, you know, yes. the first year. Of yes. Playing, I mean, every bounce went our went our way. Every you know, it was just like wow, this is awesome. You know. Um, 
And, you know, I knew it was going to be tough. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, basketball had a way of humbling me. You know, it really did. And, uh, you know, I look at it. It really made me gain a great respect for people that do this for 25 or 30 years. I mean, okay, so, you know. Yes. Yeah. We played we played Murfreesboro last night and I looked down at Daryl and I was like, okay, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure his first year right. was our second year at Meridian. So 94, 95. So he's been doing it 26 years. Randy's first year was 93, 94. Yeah. So he's 27 years. And I'm like, gosh, I like after four years, I was burnt out. Yeah. How have these guys done it yeah. this long and still have that fire and still have that competitive competitiveness and you know, yeah. like, gee, I, you know, like yeah. you take a guy like Coach Aaron or Sterling's high school coach right. Pingator, who were who were literally lifers. Yeah. Like, how do you keep that fire going for so long on a game that doesn't depend on you as much as it does to people? The, the, yeah. It depends on the well, people yeah, you're yeah, coaching exactly. you more than it does Joe, you. I mean, Joe Hosler. You know, you look at those guys, Randy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, his Randy, first year was seventy nine eighty. Hey, I'm gonna throw Kevin Tony in there, man. What a great basketball coach. Uh he was West Frankfurt lifer. Um yes. you know, uh another life. I, I tell you what, Griff, Kurt Reed. I mean, golly, you can go but when you Kurt got Reed. guys, you know <laughs> I, because I know this, you know there were probably times in all those guys' uh lives and careers that they thought, you know, this is it. I'm not gonna do this anymore. They, they stuck it out and they did it and they've had a lot of, you know, still in the end, it's, it's impacting the kids that, that you coach. It's, it's what kind of impact. And man, I look at some of those guys, man, um, the, the, the impact that they've had on kids. I mean, I know they win basketball games. I get that. And they've had great programs, Yeah. but you know, to stay in that position for that long, you got to be doing something right and those guys those guys uh, man i have all respect in the world for guys that have longevity and when when i say longevity yes. uh, you know not just not just winning games but but you know there's there's guys that they may go 20 25 years and and maybe not have 400 wins or 500 wins but they stay after it they have a perspective yeah. that allows them to stay in the coaching because they know the most important thing is to make a difference in a kid's life. And and that's right. And then they use basketball yeah. to More do that. More about basketball. And, you know, I think sometimes, like when I was younger in coaching, sometimes that, can, that got jaded with me a little bit um, because I, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself. Yeah. And, um, and it wasn't about winning games as much as it should have been about a, you know, making a difference in a kid's life. And sometimes you can get caught up thinking about W's because everybody else does. But, um, you know, man, those guys that keep it in perspective, those guys that keep marching on, they go 25, 30 years, man. I got all the respect in the world for them. I mean, I, me, I played for one of them, and he made a tremendous yeah, difference in my I, I life. You did too, amazing. and uh, you know, uh, all the respect in the world to those guys. 
Okay. Yeah, let's 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 talk about coach's impact. Mm-hmm. I mean that that was that was perfect segue. Yeah. Um, you you say about him giving you a chance, man. He just you know his his giving right. me the opportunity. And I was fortunate enough to get a scholarship. Six three, hundred and fifty pounds, soaking wet post player. I, I displayed no guard skills. I don't think I don't think I shot a jump shot the two yeah. games he came to watch me play outside of five feet. Right. And uh, that opportunity was a, a life changer because I don't know. I mean, once once it was apparent that they were recruiting me, and I I was close to being a uh, walk on red shirt also but I was I was a possible academic scholarship and once it became apparent that he wanted me that was it I wasn't going anywhere else so if he had not offered me a scholarship I don't know where I would have played where I would have ended up playing because once it was you know once he showed that interest I wanted to play for him because I knew the man was a legend and I you know and then too my thinking as a high school kid who thought he was a pretty good player they weren't very good. So I thought, man, I can go over there and play. That's how easy I thought it was. Yeah. Now, I can go over there and play. Not having any idea the amount of work it was going to take. But um, that, you know, that, mm-hmm. that, that, right. him, him giving me an opportunity and sticking with me. You know, I know a couple of times it <laughs> right, was, it was right. iffy if I was still going to be around, but him sticking with me. Me staying, I mean, because I really, I did. I wanted to leave. There was a couple of years I really wanted to leave. And I just said, you know, then it came down to the relationship with you and Ship and Sterling. I'm like, man, if I go somewhere else, I'm at the, you know, new teammates, you know, everything else. You know, another guy, he, he was only with us great one year, guy. a guy that we don't talk about a whole lot. Yeah. Anthony Lee was a great guy. Um, you know, so I'm thinking, you know, these are guys I'm going to have to meet new friends and everything else. And, you know, he's yeah. going to keep me here. Yeah. I'll just stay. Maybe, maybe I just need to work harder. You know, and you guys, you you and Ship and Sterling were great about pushing me. Sure. You know, you can just we all we all wanted each other to succeed, and that that was a really big thing. You know, I you know well our my our, my junior year sophomore year, you kind of replaced me in the rotation, and I didn't have any bad feelings towards you. You could do something I couldn't do, and that was and before we talk about Coach Aaron. I want I do want to talk about ask you about conference championship game your your sophomore yeah. year Illinois State. You go four for five from the three point line. I mean, what, what, I mean, that, you know, uh, literally the basket seemed as big as an ocean to you, I'm sure. What was, what was this going through your mind? What what did that feel like in that moment? uh, It's one of those things where, you know, you you always hear this term where you're kind of in the zone, you know, and uh, I guess it's a old athletic term, you know, where just, you know, everything is, uh, you know, everything's lined up correctly. You know, it's your night. And, you know, it, it's funny, Griff, uh, that game, I, I look back at that game and, and I hated that we lost because I thought that was our best chance. You know, that was our best chance to move on. We, we win that yes, one we're in. It was. You know, there's no, there's no discussion. Um, but, you know, Griff, that night was, it, it's weird how this, this thing happened because, uh, when I got in the game, you know, I came in on underneath out of bounds plays, and a lot of times, you know, let me let me tell you this, and, and I'm, uh, there's no way, no way, I would have gotten the the opportunity to to play that role without the inside game that we had, because 
see Jerry, Jerry and Amaya and Rick and all yes. the guys. I mean, I felt like every time that you played us, you had to be concerned about the paint. You had to be concerned about the paint, and that because we were very athletic, yes. you know, and to balance that out, you know, just every once in a while, if you could throw one in from outside, and you know. Uh, a lot of times, you know, as well as I do, Griff, I mean, I was put in for a decoy and maybe, maybe to, to take a guy two or three feet away from the lane so we could throw a lot. That's it. Just, just to, to be a yeah. decoy. And you know, every help, once in a while, a they took yeah. their chances and they just, they doubled down and they just left me open. And I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been standing out there wide open had it not been for a Jerry Jones or a Maya or, or shit, because you know, it just wouldn't have happened. And and so I got a lot of looks my sophomore year because I did not make many scouting reports because we had too many good players. I mean, you know, when I got in the game, it was like, who's this kid? You know, yeah. and then now by the time I was a senior, you know, teams kind of knew what two down was at that point, you know. But, but you know, in that game, Griff, yeah. uh, and yeah. it wasn't because I was <laughs> it up. It was just because... You know, just because every time I came in, we did the same thing. Um, you know, and, and in that game, I was standing out there by myself, and Ship always threw it in, and he he hit me with a pass. I mean, there wasn't anybody within three feet of me. I mean, it was an easy jumper. You know, I hit one, and, and I got pulled out. You know, but when I knew it was my night, Griff, I'll never forget this. It's never happened to me in a game before. Is <clears throat> When I got back in the second time, it was an underneath out of bounds play and the play went on for a while and we went back and forth down the floor and we got a rebound and Sterl was on the left side of the floor and he threw it to Kelvin and Kelvin uh, took a jump shot from the baseline and it backed, it, it bounced off the back of the rim right back to him. I mean, he didn't have to move. I mean, it just bounced right back to him. He grabbed it. And when Kelvin went to take the shot, I was on the other side of the floor and I was running in to rebound, believe it or not. Okay. And I'm trying to, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to get this board. Well, <laughs> as I got closer, I could tell, I could tell that the ball was going to hit the back, you know, the back of the iron. I could see the fly of the ball and I just kept running through. I just kept running through the baseline. And when I when he caught the ball off the carom, I was running right by him. And he turned around and flipped it to me. I was in the corner and I hit one. And I thought, okay, that doesn't happen much. And, you know, it was the weirdest basketball play. Uh, <laughs> but I was open. I hit it. You know, he takes me out. Um, and then when I went back in the game, I caught one and did something I never do. I caught one off a two down and I took two or three dribbles with my left hand and shot it. I never, I never shot the ball off the dribble much, but I hit that one. And when I hit that one, I'm like, oh boy, like this feel, this really feels good. <laughs> you know? Oh, we were going crazy. It, it really felt good. You know, we were going and, crazy. Uh, the crowd was it going was crazy. Almost like, you know, I've never been that open before. And, you know, it was at a time where I think as a shooter, 
your mental state of mind and your confidence is probably the most important thing you have. I mean, when you shoot the ball and you're a good shooter, you think it's going in, you know, like, hey, this is in. And if you have that going, and I, you know, I kind of had that going that night because I hit a couple, but when the, when the night was over with Griff, it was, it was a, you know, something I always remember, but the fact that we lost that game, uh, I just, that was the toughest loss. Looking back at everything, that was the toughest loss. That would have been a great, I mean, to win that game. Oh man. I think we could have made it. I think we could have made a run yeah, in the tournament. We had a real, we had a that team, team had all we the really pieces to make a run in the I tournament. I felt like we should have been rewarded for for a NCAA tournament berth. You know, it just didn't happen. And that if that game would have been at yeah. St. Louis, we may have won it. You know, yeah. but yeah, yeah. I think I think so. I think so. But and we, you know, talking about coach's impact, he had an impact yeah. on the NCAA committee when he went off in his uh that the interview when we got snubbed and you know he had every right to I mean at the time we were ranked in the top 30 top 40 in the country we had won the regular season of a of a very competitive conference you know it was a it was a nationally recognized right. conference at the time right. we, there was there was no mid majors or anything at that time you know the, the valley had uh, you know just a couple of years earlier Hersey Hawkins at, at Bradley and Xavier McDaniel and Cliff Levingson, Antoine Carr at Wichita State. Tulsa had had great teams when um, Nolan Richardson had been there. So it wasn't like the Valley was newcomers on the national scene. It, it, it was a known a known commodity. And for us not to get in a bid, Coach had yeah. every right to say what he did. I, you know, we all supported. You know, we did. We right. we all felt I the same way. Like, how did we not get in? Like how did we not get in? Fight for us at that time, and you know, he, yeah. Yeah, he. You know that was. Yeah, I thought so. That was one thing he did. He fought for us. Whether it was issues on campus and the dorms, um, yeah, remember he got, he got us the meal cards for extra uh, entrees. <laughs> for, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Thank um, you. I, I appreciate him for that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I'd still I, be leery know, about going to campus yeah, if he had. <laughs> I think that. But I think in that moment, he he had to be thinking too. See, as a player, I think me and you and him were all thinking the same thing. Hey, this may never happen again. This this I may never be in this position again. And this this was yeah. my one shot. Yeah. You know, especially us as players, because you just don't get. Yeah, you, are the next two years can we so get many back uh, here so many you know, unknown variables? The, my my favorite memory of playing at Southern was the last three games that year to yeah oh gosh we played in front of you know when uh, it is not yeah. taking away anything from the, the great teams that you know the early 2000s yeah, we played yeah, in front of the three largest had, consecutive crowds in the history of that place to win out if we win out we win the conference it was as simple as that and we had Bradley and Illinois State, Wichita State, um, I think in that order. And we, and I'll tell you what, it, I don't yep. know, Griff, yep. about you, what you felt that night, but the, the night we played Wichita State, that game was over in the first five minutes. And I mean, that place was packed. And I, I've never seen 
yes. a venue, yeah. the energy, the energy. I mean, we just the I energy felt like was, was crazy before the game started. And I mean, uh, you know, Jason Hodges came in. <laughs> yeah. Well, those yeah. guys that those guys that yeah, right. when he came, had right. just just gave birth, comes on the bench, fully dressed. Woody and, and Smitty take him down to get the to get to get put his uniform on, and you remember how you know he's right. talking how many shots he could get up, and it wasn't him being selfish; it was just Grady being Grady. Griff, he puts <laughs> us in with about two minutes. I'm thinking seven shots, right. <laughs> and we would feed him. Right. We would we right. would feed him the right. ball because we want to see him get shots. Up. But that was that was great, and then like the crowd rushes the court, and it went from like we're all jumping up right. and down to like, yeah, man, what are all these people doing out here? Yeah. <laughs> Is this really safe right now? <laughs> but you know, one thing I remember about that, we cut the nets down at the end in front of our bench, and then we started, and then the crowd started chanting "other end, other end" or something like that, right? right. And they parted like the Red Sea for us. Like the janitors, whoever had the ladder, they led it to the other end and we followed them and the crowd just parted and just like was going crazy. I got goosebumps now thinking about that. That was like ridiculously just, I'd never experienced any, I haven't ever experienced anything yeah. like that. How they were all well, you know, gathered but, around, we're cutting the net yeah, and then they know, just parked. I tell you. It, and it was just it a was, clear was, path to the other end. With. You're right. It was 1980 Meridian with Strickland, but it was 1977, I think, with, with SIU. Yeah. 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 So last time, we, yep, we last time they won the conference, they went to the NCAAs that we year. We had not won the conference. I mean, that was a really big deal. And also, you know, I have to say this, Griff. I mean, I was so happy for Coach because I think it validated his, hey, he can he, he's he's doing it. He's coaching at the college level. And he's having success. I think I think that was huge for him personally. Yeah. That that we were able to win the conference. That people were excited about that. They wanted a good basketball team, and for Coach Heron to be there, uh, directing that crew. I mean, that was you couldn't write the script any better. You know, it gave. Again, it gave the people from Southern Illinois some ownership in it because here you have guys from Southern Illinois. You have a coach from Southern Illinois. You have a couple of coaches from Southern Illinois, actually, that were all involved in that. So it gave everybody in the area some ownership of it. Like this is, you know, yeah, the name of the team is Southern Illinois. The name of the school is Southern Illinois University. But they could look at it as like, hey, this is really our team. This is really our team because these are our kids. This is our coach. And. You know, you could at the time you could say obviously there were people who you know don't know who all applied, but obviously there were people who were more experienced at the college level who had been successful. But looking back, he was he was I mean it's obvious to say now, yeah, but no you know, looking back, he was the right man at the right time for that job. I mean he 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 promoted the program, he did everything. I mean I don't doubt for it or what, but he did everything that he needed to do to get the program where it needed to be to be successful again. And just, you know, just yeah. just from a high school level, you talk about the camps. You know, we we didn't go to camps like that at Carrier Mills, but I've heard so many guys that I, I know that play basketball that talk about going to Coach Aaron's camps, either UT Martin or McKendree or where, you know, Ren Lake, 
Benton, wherever, how, you know, just his impact. I mean, there's no way you could even yeah. measure it on Southern Illinois basketball. I mean, thinking about sure. guys that played for him that sure. won state championships, Wayne Hart, Dick Corn, Brad Weathers, yeah. you know, those three guys. I don't know, you know, Coach Search plays for him, gets third in state. You know, just the right, number of right, guys, right, right. house plays for him, wins you know, a national man, championship. Here's, here's the thing, too. I mean, here's the thing about you know, Coach. Just, you know, I, I think you probably agree with this, so, too. You know, there was a lot of people skeptical, I think, when he took the job. And, and they resented. Yeah. And, and, and right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not coach and rightly so, though. Level, and there's a lot of difference in that. And, and there's no doubt about it. But I, I saw a lot of things in coach from from high school to college that I thought was really neat. Number one is, you know, he he he'd never had to delegate much before. Um, you know, he ran the program at Benton and he was in every part of it. I mean, he, he, he you know, he had his finger in everything, yeah. but you know, man, when he stepped back and he like, and he let Sam, uh, run the defense, uh, and delegated authority to his assistant coaches. I mean, he was changing the way he was doing things. And I think that was tough for him. I mean, uh, and he, he knew he had to. Uh, the other yeah. thing I think about with him, too, is, you know, he he did a really good job of knowing what battles to fight and what battles not to fight. I mean, Coach coach did not make a mountain yeah. out of molehill. And, and he... He knew people were watching. No, uh, no. Coach was, he was not going to cheat. He was not going to do something dishonest. He was not going to give, we didn't have any money to give no. anybody. We didn't have, um, you know, we just didn't have that stuff. He went out, um, he got the assistant coaches that he trusted. Uh, they recruited, they recruited hard. They got good yes. players along with good people. And that, in my opinion, that's how that program turned around was from uh, doing the right things and, yeah. and getting good people in there. I mean, even after we left Griff, there were good people, good players in that program. And, and that just kind of, that kind of yeah. was a stepping stone for, for, for painter and Weber and, you know, for all those guys came in and, and, you know, he, he kind of paved the way there. I mean, he there there was a time Mike Reese told me that um, there was a time before he got the job that they really felt like if he did not turn the program around, they were going to drop to a Division Two level. And and so you know the success that he yeah. was able to bring into the program and. Then from that on, that point on, we were in the upper half, always contending for the league title. Um, yeah, we were always in the conversation. Yeah, everybody's looking Coach to see Aaron what Southern was doing. And, yeah, and I don't you know. know. Uh, man, I'll tell you what he he did a he did a great job. I mean, he he, he did yeah. a great job. You know, you talk about the not having money. The guys who played for him, especially our group there's an appreciation for what we accomplished because of what we didn't have. I mean, we, you know, we, we didn't talk about it at home, you know, whatever, but like we'd go to other places yeah. and we'd see what they had compared to what we didn't. And of course we knew the money wasn't there, but whatever, but like, I don't sure. know how, how often yeah. you'd go to practice when Chris was there. I'd go quite a bit when I could. And 
he would always, you know, hey, you know, I want to introduce you guys to somebody who's my former teammates. You guys introduce yourselves, tell them thank you because you're he's one of the reasons you have what you have now. You know, we 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 suffered. So these guys could, you know, they could flourish. Uh, you know, I'd go over there and work the camps, and one of the managers <laughs> like, hey, where'd you guys, who catered your meals, you know, the night before games? I'm like, what are you talking about? Like away games or home games? I said, you guys, they cater your meals. Uh, yeah, we, you know, we have film sessions and B-dubs or wherever right. caters, caters yeah, the meals. Who did it when you guys are here? Yeah. I said, Lentz Hall? <laughs> or... Or, or Chef Boy RD hamburger helper, whatever it was we cooked when we you know we lived in our apartment. Like, what are you talking about? Sure. And they, you know, they were talking just the differences that you know, like, no, you do. What would those guys do if they're busing to St. Louis to fly out from somewhere? First of all, I don't even know if they do that now. But you remember the stops in Nashville at Hardee's or McDonald's, whatever it was, and Tim and Rodney and Smitty and Sam would get off the bus with Woody and whoever, and they come back on with boxes. Of quarter pounders and quarter pounders of cheese and French fries, right. and, like man, like the <laughs> you know, you look back on it, we can laugh now, but just that appreciation that I mean, oh well, we didn't know anything. You and I didn't complain because we were happy to be there. You know, we were happy for the opportunity. I didn't, you know, I remember you know me and Coach talking one time after I'd finished and was talking, and he was like, you know, yeah. you never complained about anything. I said, Coach, why was I going to? You, you gave me a free education. You saved my parents a ton of money. I had no reason right. to complain about anything because I had it better than a lot of other guys. No, I'm not going to complain about a chance to travel and you know this. What what is there to complain about? You know, not, you know. There, I, I would look back at times when I was young and stupid after I finished. Like, yeah, he didn't give me a chance. You know, and I look. You know, I didn't work for it, but you know, the man stuck with me and. If I called him for, hey, coach, you know, I'm applying for this job. Could you could you write me a letter of reference? Or, you know, he'd ask me, right. well, you know, I, I know somebody there. Where, you know, he never hesitated. Never once hesitated to, you know, offer to help me out, you know, yeah. for jobs or you anything know, like I that. Think, and he could have easily said no. I mean, but, he, you know, he never did. People because we played for him um, in some way, somehow, all of us took something from from that experience. And you know, he had uh, he had a moral compass about him. I mean, he 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 was he was you know he was not ever yes, about playing dirty. Yes, he did. He was not ever about calling really attention to himself. You know, I thought he def- thought he defended us in the paper. You know, there was, there was no, no that- blame placed on any of us for throwing the ball away late or missing a free throw late. You know, we all took. We all took the brunt of the the, the criticism. Um, uh, You know, one guy messed up, we all messed up. And and he made sure that he protected us in that way. Uh, Yeah. And I, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I did. Because he went after a couple of sports writers for being critical of players. Now you got to admire that because, I mean, I don't know if it's because now it's kind of a different time and head coaches have a quote-unquote brand. Yeah. But for Coach, the brand was Southern Illinois University. It wasn't – he wasn't a self-promoter like yeah. a guy they had there a few years – a couple of years ago. He wasn't a self-promoter. He was – it was about the program. He, you know, and we've talked about it. I've talked about it with other people. Yeah. When he first got there, he knew he didn't have the horses. 
So how do we get people in the seats? We give them a product they want to see. So we're going to score a bunch of points. Right. We're going to get up and down the floor. We're going to make, we're going to be fun to watch. And then we got some athletes in and now we're fun to watch and we got a better quality of player. And then Sam comes in. Okay, now yeah. we can score 90, but we're going to hold you to 70. Instead of we're going to score 90 and have to get one stop to win 90 to 88 or 90 to 87. You know, it was a, it was a gradual process with that. But the whole time, he promoted the program. It was never about him. It was never about Rich Heron. Yeah. It was about it, the, the, the Salukis. It was about the players. And he could have easily taken another route. I'm Rich I'm Rich Heron. I have a gym named right. after me. How many right. people have you a know, gym like named after him while they're still alive? Um, <laughs> Randy said something that really caught me when Coach passed. Um, he, he gave a great interview. Randy gave a great interview with Mike Reese. And... Uh, Randy played four years for coach in, in high school, and then he got four more at the college level. I doubt if there's anybody that can say that. And, uh, you know, yeah. Randy, I knew this, but Randy said it in the interview that, you know, he, he got recruited by Southern before Coach Heron got there. You know, Van Winkle recruited Randy, and, and you know. Yeah, Van Winkle. Randy, Randy will yeah. tell you that, you know, man, coach, coach really didn't know if I could play there. To be honest with you, you know, um, he may not have recruited me. I mean, Randy, Randy said that before, and yeah, and and you know, here here's the thing about yeah, it. Yeah, I know, remember that what interview. I love yeah. about that is, you know, if you could change coach's mind, if you could, if you could show him, and you could show him through your hustle, through your actions, he never closed the door on you. And I don't, I don't think, I don't think he did that with. Uh, Randy, you know, he, yeah. he, that first year he got there, I mean, he's just looking for somebody that he can trust. And, you know, Randy, Randy uh, proved himself to be a, a yeah. very, very good division one player. Um, but he never, he never shut the door. He, he let Randy improve. And when Randy started playing in practice and coach believed that he could help, I mean, he went to him. And, you know, uh, I've, I've heard coach say before, you made me play you. You made me play you. And, you know, I, I like that. Um, you know, yeah, I, I think yeah. that's true with coach. He, you know, sometimes uh, he would bend to your performance level sometimes in practice and, and give you an opportunity. Um, and that was huge. Yeah. You know, that was huge. Yeah, I can say that, you know, I know he gave me a chance. That's why I say I can't have any bad feelings or anything towards him. He not, you know, not only just because he yep. gave me, allowed me right. to get a free education, but he did give me an opportunity. He could have gave up on me. And like the, uh, my junior year, I think I started four out of our first five games or whatever and played, was playing pretty well, was kind of until I, you know, broke my nose and then, you know, just kind of lost confidence, got less aggressive. But you know, he, you know, he, the opportunity was always there. I just never took full advantage of it. But for me, everything works out the way it was supposed to. I had no idea then that I was going to be a coach, but that experience right, helped me right. as a coach more than I think it would have if I played all the time, you know, because you learn to kind of reward, Hey, I'm going to give this, I'm going to, I'm going to give this guy, I'm going to throw this guy a bone because he's busted his butt the last week, last couple of weeks right. in practice. Let's, let's give him a chance. You know, see how he does, and if he, you know, you know, you know Griff, so he'll yeah. keep working hard. Yeah, that type, you know, that type of, that Griff, type of thing. So I, you know, you know, he, that, you know, think about this. 
when when Rick Rick made this point, Shipley did in his, his interview. You know, when me and you were there, he was about fifty four. That's two years older than me right now. Okay, and every day he came to practice like it was the first day yeah. of practice. I mean, I never saw him excited to be there. Wanted yeah. to be there. Always excited to be the there. Most part, the same dude every day. Pretty positive about things. Um, you know, I, I don't think a loss. I think he was really good about picking us up off the mat. You know, we got beat. Somehow he could put some sort of positive spin on it and move on. And he moved on well. I don't think he ever got to a point where he was defeated. Like, you know, no. No. Oh, no. I mean, there's right. no, I mean, we right. never right. saw you it know, because if it I did, it would have happened those first two or three was, years. You know, I was out coaching. We were at Meridian at the time, but, or maybe I was in Atlanta at the time. But when Coach won his first Valley tournament, there's a picture of him. Uh, you know, on the bench, and uh, he's he's got his he's got his hands up in the air, and he like he's looking up. And you know, I didn't know this at the time yeah. when I was in Atlanta, but I think the weight of the world was on him. I mean, they were wanting at that time. There was a lot of pressure on him to win, and yes. that win got us over the hump and into the NCAA yes. tournament. And you know, we, we went the next two times and, and it, it, it gave him a release. Um, but, but, you know, there was, there was pressure that we didn't yes. know sometimes that I think he carried with him, but he carried well. Well, you know, well, he had that stigma, yeah. you know, that the, the great teams have been that he couldn't win a state championship. And then he comes to Southern and, you know, it's, we we know from having been yeah. coaches, it's hard to get to a level and maintain it. So right. four straight NITs weren't enough, and that's when the NIT was a tough draw. It was it wasn't like now where there's a million You're postseason right. tournaments. To get in the NIT, you still had to be pretty good. You, they just didn't allow anybody in. That was still a very very good tournament, and sometimes by the end of the tournament. The NIT champion could have competed with some of the right, teams that, right. you know, Sweet 16, Elite 8 in the NCAA tournament. You know, you you had some studs in the NIT then. It wasn't just a bunch of now mid-major teams or 5 and 15 high-major, con- you know, teams from, you know, from, those, from the high-major conferences. But uh, that's just people not understanding basketball. To get to that point and to get to four right, NITs. right. After you've not been in the postseason since 1977, it's kind of unreal, you know, kind of, you know, a lack of appreciation right, for right. what he did. I mean, we were on life support. That, you know, for him to do that, yeah, it was valid, you know, it was validation and everything. And I'm sure it took some pressure off him, but still it was just like, you know, we've still been in the postseason four straight times. And two of those years, we're pretty close to NCAA tournament bids. You know, we 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 beat Illinois State. We're in your senior year. You don't have that breakdown yeah. against Tulsa. There's a very good chance you're in because you won the, we won the Valley that year. So really good chance. You know, and and fail to understand that it's harder to win the, the regular season than it is to win the the, the postseason tournament. Much harder. Much harder yeah, to maintain excellence no 
over three months than it is over 72 hours but uh no those were great great times griff coach coach was probably besides you know beside my my parents coach has probably been the, the greatest influence on my on my life um you know he uh and i i miss him you know i miss him i miss him um you know i i uh, i still have yeah. some voicemails that you know i've i've kept uh on my phone and you know i can't play him right now i just can't do it um that's great but that's great yeah, the last yeah. time the last time yeah. I talked to him, yeah. the last time I saw Me. him, we were at Chris's Hall of Fame induction. That he was, you know, typical Rich. You know, he threatened me with his walking stick. That, hey, 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 I can still take you, gang. I, I can still take you, big right. guy. Right. Don't don't think old coach can't, can't still take you out behind the woodshed. You know, he's still still Rich, but like, and I said it uh, talking with Darren Kennard, One of the things that I really appreciate about him, right? When I was a head coach. He was never critical, you know. You know, he would he would he would joke with me, but as our relationship. But he never was critical, and he he saw me win a couple of games, and he saw me get blasted, you know, at the pyramid at the bit, and he never, you know, <laughs> right. I can't think of a way. Hey, that, that was a pretty right. tough one, wasn't it, big guy? Yeah, and then it was on to something else. It was never well, you should have did this or why didn't you do this or anything. He probably, and I know he was thinking it, right. but. He was never critical of anything that I did as a coach. And from a man who had won, who had the success that he did, he had every right to be, but he never, you know, he never really was. You know, well, I mean, did, you know, did you feel any pressure no, coaching was, in his shadow? I mean, I, mean, so I really speak. didn't. Um, but, but it was the programs, uh, I don't know what you want to call it. It was, it was the, the standard had been set by him okay so it wasn't necessarily him it was just yeah. that standard yep. that he created I, and you grew yeah, up and you, yeah, you grew up that. with and that and him, watching it and you wanted you know? to be you wanted to continue uh, yeah i mean griff you know we've we, i've talked to you about this before but i mean um i just don't know how you know, I, I don't know if people know how hard it was for for him to, you know, win that league the way it was uh, on consist on a consistent basis. And there were a few of those South Seven championships, Griff. That uh, you know, yes. I, th- I I grew up in this era, in the late seventies, where there was not a Yunkus, there wasn't a Billy Smith, and you know. These were these were hard-nosed kids that yeah. got after you. That they hurt when they got beat, and they it was their job to keep the thing rolling. And, and I'm telling you, those teams were fun to watch. I mean, they were they were as fun to watch as the, the yeah. players that had the great teams that you just expected them to win. Uh, those teams beat, you know, they would beat. Uh, Johnny Fain at Carbondale, uh, you know, who maybe they had no business winning a game or split with them. I mean, to go to Mount Vernon and, and, and beat Mount Vernon and beat Centray on the road. I mean, you know, those those are just huge wins against great programs. And 
and you know uh, I, I think that's you know that's that's really something you got to think about when you talk about Coach Heron's record at Benton it, it was the quality wins that he had in those total number of victories that make that make that special to me yeah, yeah actually, I didn't realize until his 21. passing that he, he won, won 20 he out won, of 25 he won, he won at Benton yeah and he won 11 21 uh, out of 25 10 or is 11 absurd. seven championships so when you I mean gosh Griff um I mean, I'm just thinking about like the regionals and I just think back, like you said, like when we were at Meridian, we were programmed to beat Carroll, how to beat Carroll. We can beat Carroll, we can win a regional. I can remember being in high school. Yeah. We knew we had to beat El Dorado and Ridgeway to win a regional. So you gear up, you prepare, that's who you prepare to beat. So yeah, you know, we'll sacrifice regular season, but we're going to prepare to beat them in the regional. He knew come that time he was getting everybody's best shot. And I'm not, and you know, and it, it may, you can, people can argue and say, well, it was watered down when they right. went to two classes because they were playing this team, but in the one class system. Yeah. And well, he's still successful. Yeah. Oh my, that, you know, Griff, I'll, I'll tell you, that's uh, crazy. And, it, you know, he, uh, uh, just, yeah, th- those wins those wins uh are just uh incredible uh incredible wins and, and you know you're talking about uh they they didn't win a south seven until 66 so when when he first got there they had to beat centralia you know centralia was wow. the standard and they you know it was pretty tough i mean um they that first uh, yeah I, I think one of the first things that happened to him uh, is, is is he had a team that was in 60 61 that entered postseason play under 500 um, they were uh, they started four juniors and a senior and no four juniors and sophomore they, they did not start a senior they were a year away um, they got into the regional and they won it. They got into the sectional and played really well and won it. And then they played Belleville, uh, Belleville West. They played Belleville West at West Frankfurt, where the, the you know super used to be. And Belleville West did not even take their full amount of tickets because yeah. people were saving and wanted to go to the state tournament. They just. They, they just didn't think Benton could beat them. And so they didn't bring many people that night. And, and a lot of people from Benton showed for that game. And uh, it, it's kind of funny, Griff, that the, uh, the, the clock went out. Um, so they played the second half with a, uh, with a stopwatch that you would play with the track. And they had to yell out the time to the players. And, um, you know, Coach Heron told me and along with some of the other players that played on that team that, that, you know, that really helped us because we weren't really looking at the score. Uh, we were ahead. We, we, and, and, you know, when they won that game, uh, you know, the fans just flooded the floor. They had no business. It was like a David Goliath game. And they, they won. And there's a real, real neat black and white 
picture of that team in the underbelly there of Max Morris Gymnasium in that locker room. And they're, they're in there. You know, you know how it is as a player, Griff. Those are the greatest moments. You're in there with the dudes that you did it with. And they're in there celebrating just like you would today. Yep. And they're in there fist bumping yep. and they've got the cowboy hats on and, and they've got the nets draped around them and they got the sectional championship in front of them. And I think that lit a fire among a lot of kids that grew up in Benton. And I, I think it was very cyclic. I mean, you know, kids growing up in Benton, they went to the games, they saw the games, that's what they wanted to do. And and then, then you, you, you get this, well, yeah. you know, man, I'm, we're gonna yeah. move to Benton so my kid can play in a good program. And we got some of those. Um, we got some of those kids. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And, and yeah. you know, I think, yeah. yeah. That, and, that, and that's just a part of it that you know people people want to criticize right. but right. it's no different than taking a different job yeah moving to a bigger house buying a, a nicer car you know you, if you want to be successful yeah. sometimes you have to do things you and know I, you, you got to make some changes so yeah you know, that, that that's just part of it I, I mean it's, 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 and it's happened forever I, I'll tell you but it's just part of that, it that coach did that uh, a lot of us benefited from is is he really pushed uh, for his players to play in college. Um, and there were probably, you know, by the time he left in 1985, Griff, yeah. I think the, the list was at like 77. So you're talking about 77 players from 1960 to 1985 that went on and played at the next level. Now, that might—I mean, seventy-seven. That's that's three a year, if you think about wow. that. So he had guys that maybe, you know, were role players on the high school yeah. team that would go out to Ren Lake and play. Um, you know, uh, golly, I mean, Doug goes to Illinois State, Yunkus goes to Georgia Tech, and Jerry Hoover was a great player that went to Florida. University of Florida, I mean the Gators. And he plays there in the late 60s. Uh, Danny Johnson played in the Final Four yeah. against, you know, Lou Alcindor. And, and he played at Western Kentucky. And they they beat Kentucky in Adolph Rupp's last game. Um, Rupp didn't want to play Western Kentucky. It'd be like get to the final SIU yeah. playing Illinois. And they had they met in the tournament. And they, yep. they knocked them off. So... You know, you're talking about some, geez, some great players. Um, you know, Billy Smith goes to Georgia Tech, and uh, you know, Atkins goes to Alabama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That Atkins went to Alabama. Baker goes to UAB. So, but you, but like you said, the concept, the 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 misconception is. All his wins were because of guys like Yunkus and, and Doug Collins wasn't Doug Collins in high school. He didn't become Doug Collins until he got to Illinois State. So it wasn't like he he was all world at Benton. Coach Aaron said he grew and he just got better, continued to get better, and his and his college coach really, you know, turned him oh. loose. But like yeah. you said, he won some games with some guys who just scrappy and brought in bought into the system and just wanted to win because of the standard that had already been set. So it's not like 
he's winning games with first team all staters and all Americans, and he's not winning regionals and South Sevens with these guys all the time. And the South Seven was so tough yeah, that he had those yeah, guys, I mean, and sometimes didn't you know, couldn't Chris win the conference Steve, because of Centralia you know, and Mount Vernon and Carbondale. Player. I mean, Steve Stewart played from, you know, he 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 played from '69 to '72, uh, yeah. uh, and he played four years of basketball. I mean, he he was an incredible player. Keith Tabor was an incredible player. I mean, he said, you know, Keith Tabor may have been the greatest catch-shoot player I've ever I've ever coached. Yeah. You know, Robbie Dunbar. Robbie Dunbar just passed away. Rob Dunbar was, you know, he was wow. he was like the stretch four before there was one. I mean, he yeah. he was out on the floor handling the ball. He was six seven. He was, you know, and 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 then he went down with a knee injury. I mean, Paul Dinkins goes to Creighton, you know, who Paul Dinkins is a 74 graduate. Steve McCommons goes to Georgia Tech, plays football. But we had a lot of guys like that too, Griff. We had Steve McCommons and Buck Durham and Jim LaBooey and uh, Dave Jones and Jim Ward. These guys were football guys that respected the program so much that they were the enforcers. They were our four guys. They would they played basketball and they played well. And they were they were a big yeah. part of what <laughs> the basketball program did. So, you know, man, I mean, you know, incredible group of, of incredible run of players, you know, for a lot of years. And coach, when I interviewed him, coach uh, Griff, uh, several times, coach would put his hands up and he'd say, Hey, I had talent. I had some talent. And, you know, you go back and you go, Coach did do a great job. He did have some talent. There's no doubt about it. I mean, there, there was some – you still got to coach it. Yep, yep. Yep. Still got to be able to coach it. <laughs> still got to coach it. And we've almost My brother, done it, man. we could talk basketball hey, all day. We've got enough to edit. We've almost done it. And – Oh, we got plenty, but I, what, what we'll have to do okay. is get you back on again, and we'll just have to tell, devote the next time to just funny stories instead of serious basketball stuff. But I, I appreciate you taking the time out of your, your afternoon, especially since you just learned true. to read. I mean, no. <laughs> no. no. I, I hope I hope it doesn't set you back any spending all this time talking. I hope it doesn't set your reading back. But it, it's been it has been a true honor. You know, you say you're a better person for knowing coach. I'm a better person because of our friendship. Um, you you are a guy that I hold in the highest of respect. Um, if, if, if I ever hear someone say anything bad about yeah. you, my first thought is, number one, I don't want to talk to you. And number two, you don't know this man very well because I, I can't see anybody have anything to say say I, bad about I you i've not heard anybody you know, saying anything I mean, bad I about the you there would probably be a fight a great times if they did because i we we you know man to be able to coach together with you those were some of my best moments in coaching uh for you to do what you did at meridian with those kids it was unbelievable and you know great run Well, hey, I followed the blueprint that you that that you left when from our three years down there. You know, I, I I saw that that was missing and it had been missing, and I just wanted to bring it back because it worked before. And I and I still believe I will always believe that 
if your players know their coach has their back and he believes in them and he right. cares more about them as people than he does players, then they'll be willing to do that extra. And you know that that's a winning that's a winning combination. You, you've proved it. I've proved it. Other coaches have proved it. So you know, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I know when other people have done something, they've been yeah. successful at it. I appreciate been doing that. Yeah. And, that's probably what I should try doing, but um, appreciate the time, the knowledge, you know, the knowledge you share, just a lot of, a lot of stories. And I, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm a basket, you know, I'm a basketball history buff. So just the stuff about Benton in itself and the names and some of the stories, I, I, I could talk that yep. all day yep. long. I appreciate you, know, you just, having me. It just gives me greater insight fun. on this I, game I that we love. Talking basketball. Um, you know, and, and I think it's a great thing what you're doing with the, with the podcast because uh, you know I, I just was checking your your uh, role of interviews out before you know and Lucius Reese was a guy I played against uh, you know and and you know I think it's neat to 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 hear the stories of uh, of how guys fell in love with the game and and uh, just their experiences as a player and 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 you know me and you were very fortunate Griff we we went through it a good time we got to play for great coaches and and you know um, it's still a great game it's a great game yeah. it's a great game you can play by yourself uh, man it's it's uh you know it's an unbelievable game I don't watch it as much Griff anymore but uh, I love to talk about it and you know this was this was good I really enjoyed it Griff thanks for having me Hey, it's been my pleasure, yeah, you brother. Too, love you, you. Love you like you know you're my that. own brother. You, like we you know, couldn't too, love you anymore so, if we were blood. Um, thanks for having me, Griff. All right. See you, Griff. All right. Bye-bye. Hey.